IPI Freedom Dialogues, Turkey. Join the conversation on the future of quality journalism. Welcome to Freedom Dialogues, Turkey. This is Cansu Çamlıbel. I am a journalist and I am also a member of the International Press Institute's Turkey National Committee. As the loyal listeners of this podcast uh, series will know, we aim to focus on the current challenges that journalism face in Turkey. And we often find ourselves extending the focus to a broader framework and Journalists, we are not the only ones whose freedom of expression is under attack from the government. Today, I invited European Parliament's, Parliament's uh, Turkey reporter, Mr. Nacho Sanchez Amor, uh, to the podcast to discuss where Turkey stands vis-a-vis its obligations as a candidate uh, country for the EU membership. Mr. Amor, welcome to Freedom Dialogues. Thanks for making the time for us, despite your heavy schedule in Strasbourg. Thank you, Chancellor. It's always a pleasure to engage with you and your colleagues. Always. Thank you so much. Uh, I don't know where to start. Uh, it's it's my case. Sometimes you don't you don't know really where to start with because there is so many issues. But let's try to focus on on freedom of speech and the situation of of journalists. I think the key question is not only uh, uh, the continuous pressure on the freedom of expression and the professional um, abilities and, and, and skills of the of the journalists. The problem is that the environment is not conducive um, to try to, uh, uh, to ex- express or to conduct your professional Uh, careers in many ways. The problem is the whole system is uh, designed not to allow the freedom of expression. This is not about the criticism of the way in which uh, the government is trying to avoid uh, or to uh, or to punish the criticism. Is the whole political system is based on the lack of liberties, and the key issue is not having a proper functional independent judiciary. Because if if you have a, a proper judiciary, these attempts of the power of the government of the powerful people uh, could be uh, could be uh, fixed by a proper judiciary. But the problem is there there are no remedies. There are no remedies. There is a political uh, attempt to uh, silence any kind of criticism, especially the criticism coming from professional journalists. And then there is no remedy because the uh, the, uh, the the bodies, the, the administrative bodies uh, dealing with uh, freedom of expression, Ertuk and others, are designed precisely to uh, interfere and to uh, forbid and to punish any criticism. And then the judiciary is doing the same. Then the problem is there are not uh, a conducive political environment to uh, to have a freedom of speech and, and freedom for professional uh, uh, liberties uh, normally allowed to the journalist and this is very worrying and but these we have to recognize that is not only as you said rightly this is not only about the uh, professional journalist this is about any person criticizing the power 
Yes, and also maybe at this point, it's worth uh, reminding the audience, especially the ones listening to us from outside Turkey, um, there is now a key law, uh, a, a piece of legislation, which passed the Turkish uh, parliament last month, October 18th. And at, it's called the disinformation law. This law uh, will have a direct effect uh, on the journalists and also anyone in Turkey using the social media. Uh, because uh, now, I mean, if I simplify the matter, uh, a judge, any judge that will take any complaint from the government will decide how to define this disinformation and how to criminalize any piece of a statement or speech. And this gives arbitrary powers to the government and the state institutions. Do you, can you tell us if there is any law similar to this one in any of the countries inside the European Union? Well, this is a, this is a key question that I would like to, um, to elaborate on uh, with your permission. Uh, sometimes, uh, in, not only in Turkey, but in many authoritarian states, they always say, no, our laws are similar than the laws of the mature democracies. And that, this is a, a tricky issue, because the problem is not the wording of the law. The problem is the interpretation of the law for the police, for the prosecutors, and for the judges. And this is completely uh, 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 out of the scope of the practice in mature democracies. Allow me to, to use an example. In, my, in the criminal code of my country, uh, in Spain, we have a crime uh, about insulting the head of the state, more or less like your, uh, your uh, crime on insulting the president. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and this indictment has been used in Turkey, I don't know for sure, but 100,000 cases. Do you know how many cases did we have in Spain in the last 20 years? Five indictments, five indictments, not one single uh, condemn, not one single uh, 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 rule against the people. Five against 100,000. This is the problem. The problem is not the drafting of the laws. The problem is the misuse of the law with a different intention that we have in, in mature democracies. We have some laws to protect the democracy, to protect our institution, uh, nothing to do with protect the people, the persons, or to protect against criticism. And this is the question that uh, is clearly happening now uh, in Turkey. Uh, there is a, a lot of uh, new disinformation laws all over the world, but only in mature democracies there are uh, guarantees enough to assure to reassure that these laws are not going to be used against criticism. You included, uh, you, when I said you, I said Turkey included in your, in your law before this disinformation law that the criticism is not, uh, is a use of freedom of expression, it can be considered a, a, an insult, for example. But again, the prosecutors are using uh, this law to, cre- to, 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 to crash on any person journalist, professional or not, criticizing the power. This is the problem. The problem is not one disconnected piece of the legal framework. The problem is the whole complete environment that has been designed to crush criticism and to prosecute criticism 
is on the, on the the other side of the of the moon than immature democracies in which that kind of love are to protect the people in general, not to protect one single or, or a few people that could be feel uh, themselves attacked by by some criticism. And for that reason, we can always connect, as you said in your question, uh, the the drafting and the wording of the law with the practice, with a complete different prosecutors this lot could be more or less uh, acceptable. Uh, but with these prosecutors, with the judiciary, with these administrative bodies uh, dealing on a daily basis with the journalists, is another turn of the skew of the authoritarian trend in Turkey. It's crystal clear for me. Mm -hmm. There is also uh, another important dimension of the law. Um, it will require uh, the big tech companies and messaging applications, social media companies like Meta or WhatsApp um, to provide user data, user information when re requested by Turkey's Information and Communication Technologies Authority, which we know is totally controlled uh, by the president. And also uh, Google or Facebook will have to reveal the algorithms to the government. Of course, Turkey is not a, a member state, so uh, the EU regulations um, uh, for these companies would not apply at this point. But um, what would be your advice uh, to the companies, to the tech companies, in terms of like how? I mean, is there would there be any any pushback from the EU side, for instance, uh, yeah. any communication with these companies regarding Turkey's case? Yeah. Listen, I have been in New York recently and in, in, in this visit of the Committee of the European Parliament dealing with in, uh, um, external interference in our democratic system, we had uh, meetings with Google and Meta, that means outside Twitter, the big, big techs. And we talk a lot about uh, the uh, obligation of these uh, companies to appoint some legal representative or legal responsible accountable uh, to the Turkish authorities. They resisted for some months, but at the end, I think most of them bent to the to the power because, of course, Turkey is a big country and it's, it's, it's a big crunch of the of the business of these companies. And finally, they appointed they appointed uh, representative. They are aware of the risk that these persons of the legal firms. Are, are risking in that environment, but did it. Um, I don't know what are they what are what are they going to do with these requirements. We have to follow the the issue uh, clearly. But if Turkey wants to approach the European standards, in no way any administrative authority could ask for the providers, for the platforms, for the big techs information about a citizen without having a proper uh, judiciary order. I know that the, the problem in, in Turkey is that the judiciary order probably are bending uh, to the wishes of the prosecutor, but at least it's clear that this standard has to be respected. No one can uh, interfere in the private communication of a citizen, and private communication is uh, included, of course, the communication made by a uh, this kind of platforms without a proper, uh, reasonable uh, judiciary order. 
And this is the first question that it's, it's going to lack because you said probably it's going to be used. And I can assure you, it's going to be used against this criticism because it has been designed for that. This is part of the tools of the increasing authoritarian governance of Turkey to try to, in any possible way, uh, to uh, crash and to avoid any criticism. And, and this is another piece. There is a lot of pieces that are designed uh, to conduct to this silent society. What the powers want in Turkey is a silent society, only feeded by the TV's pro-government, pro-government, TVs and media, and uh, having and putting some journalists in jail with two main targets. That means to uh, make disappear some uh, boys. For example, what happened with some journalists of uh, Mesopotamia agency and other recently. But on the other side is to introduce to inoculate fear in the other professionals, and that's the way in which the power in Turkey is going to create a kind of silence bubble in which the only uh, uh, heard, the only message to be heard are the message from the power. Uh, Mr. Amor, it's, it's, I mean, it really strikes me the way how you're so vocal about these things, not only yourself, but uh, some other EU officials as well, in terms of Uh, tackling with these challenges. And I remember uh, perfectly from your uh, last report, which was published in May, uh, there was this really important key message. Uh, you said, uh, the European Parliament said, Turkey's position in crucial geopolitical affairs cannot be an alibi to further deepen the authoritarian trend in the country. Of course, you talked about uh, relative improvement in terms of Turkey's positioning uh, in the uh, Russian-Ukrainian uh, uh, crisis and all that. But on the other hand, uh, you always underline the fact that Turkey is not uh, complying with its obligations as a, can- a candidate country. And also, when I look at Uh, the EU Commission's progress report, uh, which was uh, published last month, uh, there is also uh, acknowledgement of the serious backsliding uh, in, in the framework of freedom of expression. So, I mean, when I say it really strikes me, uh, I'm trying to underline the fact that uh, you guys are vocal about this criticism and um, your disappointment. Uh, but on the other hand, the Turkish government uh, seems not to even care about the criticism coming from outside the country. Is it just our feeling as citizens of this country or sometimes as uh, the key interlocutors, the, the key the, the counterparts of Turkey in the European Union, you feel that what you say uh, sometimes is lost Turkey is a candidate country. Turkey decided to be a candidate country. And to be a candidate country means to approach any standard uh, interest policies uh, uh, to the European Union. This is what it is about to be a candidate. You have to approach the European Union. Now, uh, the, the institution of the European Union has the obligation, has the mandate to assess what is the progress of a country in this accession process. And because Turkey didn't show any kind of progress from many years ago, the accession process is frozen. 
because we decide there are no conditions to advance in the accession process. Sometimes there is a rationale about, well, because we have been or we are lately a, a key uh, neighbor uh, dealing with uh, issues in, from the geopolitical point of view, Europe has to abandon this demanding attitude and just to take into account uh, Turkey uh, because Turkey could be useful in some geopolitical uh, issues. This is not the case. The European Union is and will be, for many years, a club of democracies. Of course, with many problems, like many other, but Europe is the, is the part of the world in which I think it's better, it's easier for any citizen to try to develop his personal wishes, his, his personal way of life program. This is a place of liberties, this is a place of solidarity, this is a place of relative wealth. And we want to, to maintain that. Then this tricky thing, or no, because we are useful, please don't bother us with Kabbalah and the Mirtas and the HDP and the journalists and that kind of things, because we are very useful for geopolitical issues. This is not going to happen, not with the European Parliament, not with the Commission. That could be in some way, the real political approach of the Council of the European Union, the Council is formed by the, the governments of the member states, but the Parliament and the, and the Commission, who are charged uh, of this assessment of the deliveries of any candidate country, of course, not only Turkey, uh, we are continuing repeating, there is no condition to reopen the negotiation if there are no political reforms in Turkey. And this is a message I convey. My predecessor, Kati Piri, conveyed the same. I, my successor in the future is conveying to Turkey. Don't try to trick us. Don't try to play the fool. Whatever is your geopolitical role, this still be a club of democracies. And we can accept, even we can advance in the accession process if there are no uh, political reform. Sometimes I feel myself unheard. Yes, but this is not this is not an issue for me. This is, I, I fulfill my obligation. I try to be objective. I try to say uh, good things about Turkey uh, when there are things to say about Turkey. I, I I say I always say to my interlocutors, I love your country. I like love Turkey. I try to understand what is the rationale of Turkey's authority. I always keep open. Uh, channels and open bridges and open uh, 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 talks to the authorities, always without any problem. But I have to be, I have to fulfill my mandate, and my mandate, my mandate is to assess what are the promise of Turkey in 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 in, in approaching the European Union. And, uh, and luckily, what I have to say, the last words, not only uh, that the, there is a lack of progress. The problem is is a clear path backwards. You can shoot you are very young, but you, your, your elder brothers, your fathers, they knew a better Turkey. Mm -hmm. You have the people over 40, 35, they knew as adults a different Turkey, more open, more inclusive, more progressive, more modern, and more uh, inclined to approach the European standard. This is going to disappear, apparently, because uh, the decision of the ruling elites uh, is different. And when I feel myself disappointed because there is no 
um, no reaction to our uh, report, for me, this is an obligation of the European Union with a pro-European stance of many Turks. And this is a question we are not abandoning, we are not uh, uh, bending, we are not giving up, because we know that there's a lot, millions of Turkish people uh, wanting to, to be a, a closer society to the values and the standards of the European Union. And for that reason, even if it seems tiring, even if, if there is some, what I call, a Turkish fatigue in Europe, uh, we are continuing doing our work. But you have to wonder, you have to ask yourself, what is the image of your country? Uh, why Turkey is so isolated, completely alone in the international arena? The only real friend you have is Azerbaijan. For the rest, suspicions, uh, doubts, uh, complaints, criticism, whatever you see, whatever you, lo you look, there is this horrible image of your country. Even if I think the country as itself, uh, it doesn't deserve this bad image. But the authorities of Turkey are passing the message about to be an authoritarian state, regressive with the rise of the women, uh, sustaining a kind of hard um, conservative social agenda in terms of way of life, uh, closer than in any moment in the last century. And we have to depict the things as they are. And we have to depict the what we call the uh, authoritarian inter in, uh, interpretation of your constitution. With this constitution, with your laws, it could be, it could happen a different policy. Mainly, the problem is not mainly in the in the wording of the law, even in the wording of the constitution. Because you say that President Erdogan sometimes say, "No, we are a presidential system like France or United States." United States and France has a strong check and balances system as Mr. Trump had the opportunity uh, to experiment. And the problem is not to be a, a presidentialist or a parliamentarian or a semi-presidential. The problem is the interpretation, the political understanding that you want to extract of the wording and the laws. And uh, for that reason, uh, Turkey is clashing with the European Union, with the Council of Europe, probably with the, with the OSCE, uh, with any uh, mature democracy in the world, because, of course, uh, these policies have consequences inside the country and outside the country. Our feeling um, from, a, from a domestic point of view, uh, not only journalists, but also civil society, our uh, growing feeling is that uh, this, uh, the timing of this disinformation law is uh, no coincidence. And uh, the government, uh, the ruling parties are trying to design the framework of um, uh, the public debate uh, ahead of the elections, not as the outcome of the elections. I'm not going to ask you your expectations from that, but I'm just trying to understand if this framework, which is uh, forced upon the society before uh, the election campaigns, uh, suffocating some voices and trying to get rid of the critical voices so that, as you said, the only narrative in the public domain is the governing, uh, governing bloc's narrative. 
So is is this kind of setting, is this kind of environment, environment before the elections is a matter of concern for the European Union? Uh, at the end of the day, European Union always has a say about uh, if the, the if any election in a candidate uh, in in a candidate country is fair, free uh, and fair, uh, and we have experienced also in the past that uh, the elections in Turkey uh, may be free, but not often um, fair. So, is this a matter of concern for you? When Turkey apply to be a candidate of the, of the European Union, they authorize the institution of the European Union to assess the, the domestic situation regarding many, many things, especially human rights and rule of law. For that reason, I can be, me, myself, or the Commission, or other European Union officials, we can be treated like other, for example, embassies who could criticize the president or the government. No, no, we are authorized to criticize the government, the president, or anybody, because this is our role from the moment that Turkey decides to be a candidate country. Being a candidate country allows us to assess what is the progress of the country regarding uh, that kind of policies and, 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 and reforms. And for that reason, I, I don't have any, any restraint to make my opinion on the domestic issues. What I, of course, what I don't want to do, I don't want to enter in the in the partisan uh, mm -hmm. discussion. For me, all parties in, the, in Turkey are uh, equally legitimate. I would like to have a, a more open and broad um, political arena. Uh, for that reason, I'm, I'm very concerned about the attempts to close the HDP, uh, because this is a problem for Turkey, not for the Kurds, not for the any. To Turkey, it's a problem not to have six million voters represented in the parliament. And for that reason, uh, we, we sometimes defend uh, the HDP because the HDP is, is attacking, more attacked than, than others. But what I plainly could say regarding the election is whatever is the results of the elections, this accession process is not going to endure if there are no dramatic changes. I want to be very clear. There is a this idea of maintaining the accession process frozen can't steal eternally. We have to decide if this is a, a good framework to uh, conduct, to organize our relation with Turkey or not. And for that reason, I repeat it. Whatever is the result of the elections, things have to change if Turkey wants to, to maintain this status of being candidate. And, and for that reason, I'm completely interested in the election. I'm visiting the country. I'm visiting the country next December, mainly in Ankara, to try to have more political political encounters with, with the government, with the ATP, with the, with the opposition parties, and then probably in January or February more devoted to the um, to the civil society, not to not to interfere, not to not to to offer a window to be criticized or to be used in the campaign. But, of course, we are very worried about this environment because, as you said, listen, I have been, I don't know if you're aware, I have been chief observer during three different elections in Turkey. I know very well the dossier. I know very well what happened in, the, in, the, in both elections, in the year 15 and in the election in the year uh, 19, I think. Um, 
Uh, and, and the problem is not the, the understanding that democracy is not only about to, to put a ballot box and wait for the people and count votes. No, democracy is what happened between elections. Democracy is what happened between selections. It's not about only the fact of voting and then to forget about check and balances, right of minorities, or or to have a level play field uh, to, to go to the elections. And in that, in that sense, I always felt that uh, the level play field never was le leveled. Because I remember even not being a candidate in some parliamentary uh, elections. I remember uh, President Erdogan in the TV for three hours the day before the elections. That kind of things is what put Turkey apart from the mature democracies. Uh, 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 the use of the pro-Gov uh, uh, media, uh, the aggressive stance toward the opposition, all, always depicted are being bad Turkish. Uh, this, uh, this is very, very, this is very recognizable. Uh, when you divide your country in the, in the good Turkish, the good people and the bad people, and you are creating an environment that is not democratic because democracy means to accept the different opinions and the different instances and the different um, side of view. Listen, let me use the, the, again the example of Spain. In my parliament, in the parliament of Spain, in the political life of Spain, there are many people defending the secession of Catalonia, but they do peacefully, they do in the parliament, they do in the press, they do in the TVs, and it's uh, their right, nothing to do. When they, if they don't use illegal means, and illegal means to create, as it, it happened in the past, an illegal referendum, that kind of thing, but to defend the secession of one part of the country is allowed in a democracy. Uh, and uh, you can avoid the criticism. You have to understand the criticism, even in the most uh, harsh way. If if the if any president of uh, of the of the government in Spain have to go to the court because what in Turkey you consider insults, there are no time to 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 govern the country because always in a democracy there are people criticizing. Uh, the government and say very nasty things and say things that are not true because this is part of the criticism and you have to understand that. For that reason, we are very worried about this environment uh, before the elections. Especially, I, I repeat it, if the HCP is going to be forbidden, this is a complete lack of fair uh, 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 or level playing field. And it is counterproductive because, in my view, you need HDP into the institution. It's the only way to create um, contradictions with the people using uh, violence. Uh, we knew very well in Spain the people who supported ETA, they decide at, at a certain moment to come to the institutions and to conduct his struggle for political peaceful ways. It was again, and we finally were able to uh, completely make disappear a, a terrorist group because they were in the institution. This is a lesson we learned, and this is a lesson we can offer to any other country having problems of terrorism. The way is not to impulse 
the people who prefer to stay in politics to come back to the violence, to the mountains, or to or to the arms. This is a this is a big mistake. Uh, and for that reason, yeah, we are we are worried, we are concerned about this uh, environment previous to the to the elections, and we are perfectly aware that this is uh, in a very polarized society. I think the, the the main message that Turkey has to receive from the European Union is try to have an inclusive political environment, try to have a kind of reconciliation messages, try to uh, uh, try to understand what are the needs and the feelings of every Turk. Don't divide your country in good Turks and bad Turks. This is a mistake and this, and the country probably is going to pay in the future this, this deep divide uh, 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 between one so-called good Turks and, and the other bad Turks. And um, for that reason, yes, we are authorized to uh, make our opinion on domestic issues. Um, for, of course, we don't want to be mingled, we don't want to be used in the political arena, in the political, uh, in the political campaign. But we are doing our work as we know. If the elections are, are called, probably, probably no. It's mandatory to suspend the words of the, of the report. But uh, if we work normally, there are, there are no snap elections, we could have probably the next report around March. Uh, right. This is more or less my, my, my foresight on this. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Nacho Sanchez Amor, European Parliament Parliament's uh, Turkey reporter. Thank you so much uh, for being be, being here with us on Freedom Dialogues and for your invaluable comments, all from us. And uh, until next time, uh, stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you, Chancellor. It's, a, it's always a pleasure to engage with you. This podcast was produced with the financial support of the European Union. However, IPI has the sole responsibility of the content. Discussions and views expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of the European Union.